It's April 9th, 2022. Welcome to the Mike Newman Show, where we'll be speaking with Dr. Tim Jurgensen for one of our Breakfast with Dr. Tim episodes. So uh, order up a plate of Migas, sit down, get a nice hot cup of coffee, and join us as we discuss whatever happens to come up, because that's how we roll. <laughs> I don't care if we just end up, you know, doing this again next week or whatever. But uh, if you use the approach, I, I uh, had a guy work for me in, at, at uh, Schlumberger back in the 70s. He was a, a Ph.D., came over from the University of New Orleans, and he uh, showed me a set of pictures that he had. He had a, in his office at, uh, at school, he had a table, and the table was wobbly. And uh, it was wobbly because one of the legs was a little bit too long relative to the other. So he kept a picture of what the maintenance crew did to fix that. They actually came in and they drilled a hole in the floor <laughs> in order to put the <laughs> long leg in the hole in the floor. And he said, that fixed it. The table was stable from that point. So in thinking about that, it was occurring to me that one of the things you could do is actually drill a hole in the table here. Right. Uh, but I kind of want us to still be able to come back. Here yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have, I have pretty good, uh, pretty, pretty good cred here, but maybe not that much. So. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Even to that whole clamp idea, I was kind of thinking, yeah, that's just too much. Yeah. But the fact that I could roll in here with one. Kind of, and the fact that the ham radio guys meet here, and I remember they used to bring in gear all the time. Yeah. Um, so. No, I don't anyway. think that, I don't think that's an issue. But if, yeah. if you were going to look for it, what what I would look for is a is a, a stand a, a mic stand that, in the base position, is actually much lower than it stands up. Yes. So there's a, um, I've seen some of those, and I'll probably go with that. What biased me towards these was the weight of the base. Uh huh. And, um, <laughs> on your mic. It has uh, uh, an isolator for vibrations, uh-huh. and so this one, if it's a much bigger, much heavier thing, the isolator for that is like looking in the side of a can of oil. Um, but they make these with little legs, and just little tripods, and so I think that's what I'll try next time is starting with that height. Yeah. And how do, how do I decide what to use? I'm just Googling and listening and yeah, that's, that's <laughs> obviously the only thing you can really do. Yeah, and and in general, you know, a lot of people say stand on the shoulders of giants. I really just want to sit on their shoulders because I'm pretty sure I'd fall off if, if I tried to I'd stand, up, stand too much. up, stand up too much. So yeah, I I can expect that to be the case. We'll, we'll baby step it, yeah. and and this is uh, you know episode zero, so it, <laughs> we can count from zero. We can count from zero, better than perhaps counting from negative numbers, I guess. I don't know. Exactly. So you were telling me earlier about one of the smartest guys you've ever met, and it's kind of relevant to this environment. Yeah, I, uh, he, he, was, he, was, uh, he got his degree. Uh, acoustics or sig- probably acoustic signal processing, I suspect. He got his degree from MIT, and I was... Just impressed that as we started defining the the uh, characteristics of the 
of the system that we wanted to provide uh, satellite links from a well site and, and include voice in that, that uh, he pretty much just started designing the, the capability to do that. So all of the all of the electronics were developed as part of it. It wasn't anything off the shelf uh, that could be used at that time. I was just impressed with uh, uh, his ability to, to, to do that and, and, and to think about all of the uh, extraneous circumstances that he had to be aware of as he designed the equipment. And he was designing a lot of it, and he certainly understood all of it. He had a whole team of people, or he put together a team of people that would do the design and development. So this was in the mid-70s, early 80s? Early 80s. Early 80s. Started, started in, uh, the project started in 1982. He actually, there, we did a very early prototype development that was about a year that was handled by a different engineer. Mm -hmm. But when we got ready to build the, uh, the commercial-grade equipment, uh, the equipment that we wanted to produce a lot of, Mm -hmm. uh, he came in and, and uh, took over the project at that point. And he handled uh, a couple of additional projects for Schlumberger. Uh, covered a wide range of, uh, of areas, but he was so good at uh, putting together teams. It was interesting to watch. You know, I, I recall two or three people that I've met in my life that I've extremely smart and extremely capable. And mm -hmm. Now I'm at a stage where it's interesting me to go back and recollect yeah. some of the work that they did and try to understand something about their characteristics right. beyond just being smart. Exactly. What, what made them effective. So one of the things, <clears throat> and, and we've discussed, is I think there's like, uh, at least in my mind, I had three general areas. really just wanted it to mirror or continue what we've been doing for breakfasts for, golly, almost 20 years. So we, we end up talking about current events, and then we end up talking about philosophies or worldviews or how we see things getting to that point, and then what that means. And so anyway, that, that's probably flowery words than I've ever said about that, but it's, it's basically just you and I shooting the breeze and talking through stuff. And so, to me, that's just a breakfast with Dr. Tim. During the course of that, we've ventured into your growing up in western Oklahoma, small town western Oklahoma, because basically that's what you get in western Oklahoma, and just a lot of really cool stories there and some research you've been doing on, on your hometown. And then the third, just to kind of finish the, the loop up, is some of the more interesting work experiences that you had, projects that you were deeply involved in in your career, kind of along the lines of what we just spoke about, the, the gentleman who brought in the, the signal processing to be able to do audio over a satellite link, which my recollection of your talking about that program is that thing was just full of firsts. And we have that technology now attached to the side of our houses because of what was done in the oil field industry 40 years ago. Very true. That's very true. Uh, anytime you, you drive down the road, when I drive down the road and I see a, uh, a small one-foot diameter dish on the top of the house with receiving television by satellite, I recognize that embedded in that is at least one bit of technology that was, that was developed as part of that. So 
Fembergé satellite. Exactly. Which was a time division multiplexed outreach signal, uh, which is the way you carry multiple channels uh, outbound. And on your TV set, you then can re- receive 100 channels mm-hmm. because each one of those channels is time division time division multiplexed into a single carrier going out. And that was that was technology that brand new was, was developed. One, one of the interesting aspects of this, the, the Somerge satellite system was that essentially every possible accessing or channel sharing uh, technology that we know about today was used at some point within that system. Frequency division multiplexing, time division multiplexing, and code division multiplexing, essentially using uh, graphic uh, encryption to spread channels on top of each other so that what you transmit looks like white noise, but with the correct keys, you can extract individual channels out of it. It's the the CDMA access mechanism in the the heart of of cellular telephone. Right, so that was CDMA largely known in the United States, GSM elsewhere in the world. That was another piece of technology that came out of what you had to do with a single beam up to a satellite to carry multiple different channels. Actually, the, 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 the heart of the, of the Qualcomm business was CDMA mm-hmm. multiplexing, and, and that Qualcomm was started uh, by uh, Erwin Jacobs and Andy Viterbi and probably others, but uh, those two were principals in the development of the Somerset system. It's funny how they're both from San Diego. Why, yes. Yes. <laughs> Qualcomm headquartered in San Diego and, and uh, Maycom link a bit in San Diego as well. And if you've ever sat out on the veranda of their offices on a late uh, afternoon watching the sun go down in the Pacific, you quite understand why they're all in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. And the largest naval base in, uh, I forget. So having lived on the East Coast and near Norfolk, um, we were always kind of counting the aircraft carriers when we'd cross the uh, the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel, um, and then San Diego, obviously, huge naval base as well. So, not that they're relevant, but hey, that's bunny rabbit trails, and that's what we do. And just wh- where I was going with that is, people tend to like those coastal places, and you work in the military, and you want to retire there. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of retirement in those areas, and. As we know, financially, once you leave, you can't go back <laughs> to California yeah. or, or much anywhere else and these days. It's hard to, hard to go there now for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Austin, so, Austin, you might be able to start to get to the point where the, the real estate prices are so outrageous in Austin that you might be able to sell out here and move to California, but it, it, uh, it would still be a little bit and that would be totally ironic because of the influx. And, and, and we've talked about it for years, but now everybody that was poo-pooing it saying, oh, no, most of those people are moving from other places in Texas. I'm like, you're only looking at one hop. You're, you're not looking at the fact that, yeah, they moved from Houston, but they... Well, you're an Ohio boy. I, I remember uh, back in the day, this would have been in the, in the 80s, talking with a, an engineer that had left California, he was moving out of California, and he, he moved back to Ohio. And so he sold his home in California, and he needed to 
reinvest that, that amount of money in his home in Ohio. And, uh -oh. and pretty much he had to buy what looked to me like, or he did, as he described it, it, it sounded like an English country estate. I was going to say, which county did he buy? Yes, pretty much. Uh, or a significant amount of acreage, uh, an extremely large mansion on it and the like. And he said for a, for a you know, middle-level fledgling engineer, it was <laughs> almost embarrassing to yeah. go home in Ohio. I don't get it back to Ohio as often as I'd like, but um, big high school reunion coming up this summer, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, we've talked, uh, talked from time to time about the little town in western Oklahoma where I, I grew up, Sayre, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And uh, reunion is, 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 is interesting literally this week because for, I guess it's about 90 years now, uh, the little... That little town in Oklahoma has on the Saturday between Good Friday and Easter, so yeah. that's the way it's defined. They host a, a uh, an alumni celebration for the high school. Oh, cool! And so everyone that's graduated from the, the high school knows that if they've been away for 20 years, but they kind of like to go back and see if they could meet up with some old friends. They know that. If they can be in Sayre on Saturday between Good Friday and Easter. That's just a known date. That's just it doesn't a known matter date. where it is, it's you know it's a fixed it moves date. with Easter. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I always thought that was a that was an interesting way to define it. It turns out that's a pretty good day as well mm -hmm. because often people will like to travel back to see relatives or friends in the area and Easter's a, sure. a pretty good time in the spring to do that. Uh, generally the weather has moderated enough so it's a pleasant time to be there mm -hmm. so at any rate so that's that's coming up this uh this next weekend or uh, week from today will be that uh that alumni celebration and uh the way it's worked out generally uh classes look at uh, uh, uh every 10 years if they're every even 10 years since their graduation date that's kind of a big deal to try to make it to alumni sure. at those times and as you get older, as, as, as uh, it, it turns out that every five years is a pretty good, uh, pretty good time. Yeah. You put a different half-life on the, uh, yeah. uh, the effort to get back. Yeah. And I've, 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 I've had notes from, from quite a number of people already this year mentioning that they were, they were going back to uh, alumni this year because they weren't quite sure how many of their friends were going to be left if they yeah. waited around longer. Yeah, ours uh, is... Um, it'll be my 30th uh, this year, and over the last couple of years, mainly because of uh, COVID, I think um, one of one of my classmates just kind of took it upon himself. And now we have Facebook. You know, you know we've had Facebook for many years, of course, but um, he's just taken a his own. Hey, let's meet up at uh, such and such a place on this date, and you know, it's just like anything else you set a flag out there and you talk about it um word gets around and uh we had about completely impromptu but last april funny funny you say it was april uh end of april we had uh probably about 35 people just Ooh. show up and came in from all over people drove in from new jersey north carolina uh, so it was a good time so now with the 30th 
um, they've they've started a, a a little a little bigger push on that. So, well, using Facebook as the organizing principle, if you will, is is, is interesting. Uh, for my class, my high school class uh, graduated in 1963. M many of the uh, of the people in my class, we we moved away from from Sayre mm -hmm. immediately after we graduated, and. In, in particular, after we graduated from college, we, we really moved away and, and really went back. And so we lost track. A lot, lot of, of the folks lost track of each other. I certainly lost track of many of the people I knew at that time. But technology being what it is, along in the late uh, 1990s, with the advent of the Internet, in particular with the advent of electronic mail that came along with that, Yeah. We suddenly realized that everybody was getting an email account, and we started. People started distributing email addresses. Uh, I know this person's email address. I'll send it to you, and, and uh, so we'd distribute those around. And so, literally by 1999, thereabouts, mm -hmm. uh, there were a significant number of people from my class that had email addresses, and so we started communicating rather routinely. Just a big old two, blah yep. blah blah blah, and it was a yeah. Yep, just a just a, a, a list. We, yep. we 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 had a list serve and, and oh, okay. uh, made a list, and and uh, so you write an email and it gets distributed to everybody. So the forerunner of yeah. Facebook. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so once we had that in place, we started kind of encouraging people to show back up for uh, uh, alumni, and uh, I've found or recognized uh, at, at that point that there were a few people that were having trouble getting away uh, and traveling and, mm -hmm. and the, the like. And so uh, I was doing standards meetings around and, and, and organizing meetings every once in a while here in Austin. So sure. I was kind of into the, into the role of organizing mm -hmm. such things. So... When we approached uh, in 2008, we were coming up on the 45th uh, anniversary uh, of, of, of our class reunion, or our class graduation. Yeah. And so I, I just, uh, spur of the moment, uh, decided to go to a hotel in Oklahoma City mm -hmm. and uh, arrange a, a meeting room and uh, dinner and a bar and the like. Yeah. Uh, and invited everyone in the class to. Come down to Oklahoma City. You know, if you if you live in Tulsa or Oklahoma City or Dallas, that was a little easier than getting out to Sayre. All the way out to Sayre, yeah. And uh, so we had a had I had, had oh, 20, 25 people that would show up uh, for that, and we had a had a had a very good time. Had a, That's had great. A good meeting room set up, and uh, uh, have dinner generally. And that brings us to a rather abrupt end to episode one of the Mike Newman Show. Uh, Tim and I are just, uh, we're still working on getting comfortable with the whole uh, recording in a restaurant booth <laughs> as a very first episode. So um, we're going to give it a go again uh, probably this coming Saturday. I'm uh, finishing up uh, some finishing notes on, on the podcast and uploading it. Uh, did a little transcript upload and so forth and and all of those features that are available in this podcast that you may not be familiar with and some legacy podcast apps are due to the capabilities that you can find at newpodcastapps.com. 
And what's that all about? Well, that is uh, Podcasting 2.0 in action, which, um, pardon my voice, uh, kind of getting hammered with, with the good old April allergies here in Central Texas. But uh, we'll muddle through this to finish this one up and get it uploaded and hopefully have a little better vocal set uh, for, for this Saturday. So, um, yeah, so one of the things that um, is exciting about podcasting in, in 2022 is having the new capabilities of Podcasting 2.0 available to uh, podcast creators, podcast hosts, and podcast application developers. Some of the things you'll be missing if you're not using a new podcast app are chapters. I'll be adding those here in in the next couple of days. And um, transcripts. So you'll see transcripts for the earlier part of this show where we were doing the interview in the beginning of the show. Um, And I'll I'll have full transcripts on on the next episode once I get everything put together. So, um, you know, look forward to uh, doing the next one and making some improvements we do this, I guess. So take care and uh, see you next time.